TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're going to go out to our SDCCU fan hotline and welcome in a great uh, writer. Been covering the NFL for a long time. He works for the Houston Chronicle. John McClain, nice enough to join us on this Friday morning. John, welcome and uh, thanks for the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we get to the draft, I, I want to get your thoughts on this Tyreek Hill situation. I said earlier, and you know, this came down, and I don't know, about an hour to forty-five minutes before the draft last night. Uh, this guy, uh, he's a second-time offender. He got bounced out of Oklahoma State for throwing around his girlfriend. He was on three years probation when he came into the National Football League, and with this uh, video surface, and we'll see where it goes. It seems like to me, if everything uh, uh, comes out. To, from what we're hearing, he probably has played his last day in the NFL. I would hate to think that there was some team so desperate to win that they would sign the scumbag uh, after he gets cut by the Chiefs. If What blows me away was the prosecutor investigated huh. and said a crime has been committed, but we can't tell who's guilty, so we're not filing charges. That's such a cop-out. And I like to think before this video came out that Roger Goodell's investigative team, they would have gotten them in there and said, okay, crime is committed. One of you did it. And she said on the tape she covered for him. And they should cut him. They should ban him for life. And to think the Chiefs, and the Chiefs should be just blasted. for They were about to give him maybe $50 million guaranteed. And they know what kind of guy he is. They're going to act like they didn't. They signed him, knowing what he did to her, uh, got him kicked out of college, just like they took a chance on Kareem Hunt. That one backfired. Now they trade for Frank Clark, who had a terrible, terrible domestic incident that I retweeted this week from the stories from 2015. It's obvious they don't care what somebody does. And I'm glad it's backfiring on them because they should, they, the NFL's always said they'll hold the teams to a higher standard than the players. They need to do something to the Chiefs for continuing to embarrassing, embarrass the league as they have by, by bringing these guys to Kansas City. John, uh, a guy like Roger Goodell, the last couple of years, I mean, the NFL offices look really, really bad in a lot of these situations. And we could go back and talk about Ray Rice. And, you know, initially, I think they were going to give him a two game suspension. I think it ended up, didn't it? Wasn't it ended up being a six game, wasn't it? And it cost him his career. And the reason he gave him a two is his fiance at the time, who he cold cocked, she, she went as part of the investigation and begged Goodell not to do anything more serious than that. Obviously, the reason is it cost him money, and therefore cost her money. And then only to the, the TMZ posted the video did they react more harshly, and it ended up costing Rice his career. Should have cost Kareem Hunt his career. Should cost Tyreek Hill his career. And I just can't imagine, because it's abuse of a child, and that audio tape, tells us who Tyreek Hill really is, 
not who the PR people or the agent or the attorneys say he is. Anybody that listens or reads what's said on that audio, you just shudder. It's scary. And to think she has stayed with him during all that time. Hmm. And uh, she recorded it to give herself some insurance, gave it to a friend. Obviously, the friend uh, did something with it. And now it's public. And it's, uh, again, imagine the Chiefs getting ready for the draft yesterday. And boom, this hits two hours before the draft. But they deserve every bad thing in PR that's happening to them. Obviously, the friend that got the tape actually had a brain because uh, she's either scared or, or not real smart, and and we know that uh, you know he's a repeat offender on this. So we'll see where it goes. I, I would certainly hope uh, by the end of the afternoon, the Kansas City Chiefs—they've already barred him from activities. I would hope that they would go ahead and release him and and let him uh, just uh, sit out there. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't heard any comments yet from Roger Goodell on this situation. I'm kind of anxious to hear and, and see if he's says anything at all well he was interviewed about it yesterday in nashville and he said what he has to say at a time like this they're trying to gather all the facts before they comment and um and another thing cops were called to his house last night at 8 30 p.m they're not saying why they're not saying if anything happened they just were called there at 8 30 and that's a lot of trips they've been making to his house and uh, i'm hoping that the nfl will ban him for life well, I, I would certainly think that's the direction it needs to go. John McLean from the Houston Chronicle, nice enough to join us here on 97.3 The Fan. Big Ed Oliver out of the University of Houston goes to the Buffalo Bills with the uh, ninth overall pick a year ago, John. This guy may have been uh, one or two in the draft, but he still goes in the top ten. Tell us about Ed Oliver, because I know this past season didn't go all that well for him. The last two years, he's he's been hurt off and on. He got cheap-shotted two years ago. They put in a new rule that was called the Ed Oliver rule, back which you can and can't do blocking at the line of scrimmage. And then last year, he didn't get a serious injury, but he's in and out of the lineup. He skipped his bowl game. He had a sideline confrontation with his coach, Major Applewhite, which was kind of foolish because – he wasn't playing, and he was on the sideline, and he was wearing a jacket he wasn't supposed to be wearing based on his status, and they got into it, which was ridiculous. Oliver can be difficult. He's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. He works hard. He's a great talent, but he's got the kind of personality that he's going to question you, and he's going to be stubborn and thinks that he knows better. So they've got him in there to replace Kyle Williams. He can be a great player. Day one starter for the Bills. They've already got a good defense. I'm kind of surprised they didn't take an edge. I mean, uh, uh, an edge rusher because they needed edge guys more than inside guys. But obviously, Oliver's a great talent. John McClain uh, joining us from uh, Houston today, writes for the Houston Chronicle, been covering the NFL for a long period of time. What were the surprises, John, for you last night in the draft? First thing, I've done mock drafts for 40 years, and I learned decades ago, not no matter how much time I spent on a mock draft, yeah, I'm not going to get many right. I got five night, last night, including the first three, then it went off the rails. And the first one was Cleveland Farrell, the edge rusher from Clemson going to Oakland at number four. I had Farrell. I had 12 mock drafts this year, and I had him in the first round in all, but none that high. Another one was uh, the Texans taking Alabama State 
uh, offensive tackle Titus Howard, and uh, they could have had Juwan Taylor, Cody Ford. They could have given a three and a six to trade up one spot. They didn't want to do it. Philadelphia traded a four and a six. Texans didn't have a four and to get Andre Dillard. Everybody in Houston is mad at him because they didn't do that deal. And, and then, um, we knew that the Giants were interested in Daniel Jones, but they had, nobody else had him rated as the sixth best player and the second best quarterback. And another thing that I, and by the way, I thought Jerry Tillery in several of my mock drafts, I had him going to the Chargers. I think that was an excellent pick to get him down there. Pro Football Focus had him rated as the seventh best prospect in the draft. And um, there was some others, L.J. Collier from TCU, an edge rusher going to Seattle. But it was at the end of the at the first round. And only one cornerback, DeAndre Baker, Giants traded back into the first round to get him. And he went over Greedy Williams, who had been a first-round projection by everyone. And then I thought there would be a run on offensive tackles early to try to offset all these pass rushers. Instead, there was a tackle, a, a guard, and a center taken before they got around to another tackle. And uh, and it just didn't work out like I thought it would. And of course, we all knew it was not going to be a big year for wide receivers. So there's a lot of guys available in the second round that people thought were going in the first. Seven players I picked to go in the first round are still available. So there are going to be some teams, on paper at least, look like they had very good second round. We're visiting with John McLean, NFL writer for the Houston Chronicle. John, a couple of other quick questions here for you. Appreciate the time this morning. Uh, definitely appreciate your comments uh, regarding Tyreek Hill. Um, quarterbacks, Kyler Murray goes number one overall. You're down in that part of the country. You've probably seen him. You probably know him. Uh, you probably you know watched him for a long period of time, maybe even in, in the high school uh, ranks. Uh, your your thoughts on him and what kind of NFL quarterback do you think he can develop into with Cliff Kingsbury down there with the Arizona Cardinals? I had him going number one in 11 of my 12 mock drafts, and that's including the last 10. All this speculation they weren't going to take him because they didn't say that say so the nfl tells the team of the top pick do not let it out or there's going to be hell to pay because <laughs> they want to preserve that drama for television and a lot of people just can't figure that out so they thought they were waffling because steve time wouldn't say who the pick was we knew it was going to be kyler murray uh cliff kingsbury had been pursuing him since he was a junior in high school Kingsbury knows his dad, former Texas A&M quarterback Kevin Murray, very well. And he followed his career. And then he played against him in the Big 12. Murray won at the highest level of football in Texas. He won three consecutive state championships and never lost a game. Really good center fielder, too, but was never considered, at least by the people who watched him, as being a baseball player worthy of a financial war between baseball and football. So he goes to A&M, his father's alma mater, Kevin Sumlin had two or three different quarterbacks, had to play them all, tried to play them all at the same time. They were different styles that never worked. Early in his career, he was mostly a runner. Everybody wanted him to beat Johnny Manziel on the field, win the Heisman, help them beat Alabama and compete for a national championship. But, of course, it didn't happen until he got to Oklahoma. Uh, when he played baseball, he never hit 300, and yet the A's two weeks ago got permission from baseball to up their offer to 18 million because he's going to get a little about 25. 
So uh, everybody talks about his size. It's not that he's short, and but he's slight. But as Coach Lincoln Riley said, he has never taken a monster hit. He's got great instincts because he's been smaller than everybody his whole career. He's got a really good arm. He's intelligent. He's pretty accurate. And what he's got to learn to do, keep his eyes down the field before he runs. And uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, those are examples that the Texans talked to Deshaun Watson about that. Always keep your eyes down the field. John, tremendous stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll look forward to doing this again. Uh, You bring a tremendous insight to my program, and it's uh, very much appreciated. My my pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. All right, my friend. Uh, John McClain, NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle. How about that? A little bit of a breakdown there. How good was that? Holy Toledo. Man, Jim Russell, outstanding effort. Are you okay, Coach? That guy, man, he knows his stuff. He does. Uh, I'm real, I never had John on before. but You never talked to him before? No, but I, I, I'm looking forward to having him on again. I could have talked to him all day. I know you could have. And good uh, job uh, with uh, John McClain on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. And by the way, you can nominate SDCCU, the best credit union in the Union Tribune Reader's Poll, daily at sdccu.com slash nominate. San Diego County Credit Union. It's not Big Bank Banking. It's better. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.